Five is a dial you're tuned into. Which FM Nigeria's business radio in Port Harcourt is the station? Andrell is my name. Welcome to the Thursday edition of your favorite sports show, Beyond the Game, where we go beyond what you see in the field of play of major sporting activities in Nigeria and the world at large. And of course, I won't be doing this alone. I have the Kingsmen here in the studio to do justice to the analysis. Of all we shall be discussing today and yes yes of course you out there listening to me is also going to be a part of the show by calling in when i open the phone lines as the show progresses but before i do that you can follow us on our social media handles twitter at wish fm 995 and on facebook at wish 995 ph once again my name is drell the next couple of minutes promises to be entertaining and informative stay tuned Okay, so today we will be looking at a review of few Europa League games that held yesterday. Also, I am going to have with me on the show Mathieu Adekwaju, retired Super Eagles player, the headmaster as he is fondly known as, is going to be talking about what he thinks about Nigerian-born players who do not play for the Super Eagles. Gen gentlemen, please introduce yourself. From my right, I have... My name is Nero Godwin and they call me the principal. But I call you welcome to the show. Thank you very much and I have Kingsley Manuel. Hi Gerald, good afternoon to you. Always happy to return this on Beyond the Game to dish out. I just had the latest issue revolving around the World Sport yesterday. We saw Manchester United doing something great uh, in the Europa League. We saw that two goals to win, but so great for Oleg and the Social. I'm very much happy to be here to uh, do justice to the latest issue we have today. Thank you very much for having me. I have Epo Temple. Yeah, Mr. Dre, uh, today is historic, uh, obviously, uh, good to see you, and then uh, all these guys are always lovely to come talk sports on a day like this. It's the Thursday edition of the show, and it promises to be a wonderful time with the Kingsmen. For all of you listening, you're welcome to Beyond the Game Show. Yes, yes, you're welcome. You're welcome to Beyond the Game Show, starting with a review of the matches in Europa Cup. 
four last night. Manchester United came from behind to beat LASK last two one at Old Trafford, sealing their spot in the Europa League quarterfinals with seven one on aggregates. Other results saw all home side win their visitors FC Kupahangen 3-0 to Istanbul Basaksha. Shakhtar Donetsk beat Wolfsburg 3-0 to new, uh, 3-0 rather. And Inter Milan winning 2-0 to Hetafe. So gentlemen, which of the fixtures did it for you? I mean, were you disappointed or impressed at any of the games? Maybe not just about the goals. Yeah, um the games were went as expected except the Basak uh game yesterday when we in the studio I thought the Basak the instant we put up a, a fight but they capitulated somehow they just collapsed three goals to nil against Copenhagen I wasn't expecting that result at all I thought maybe they would put up a, a much uh, better fight but mind you game uh, we everybody knew uh, United would pull through and they will still win the game and and they actually did that comfortably but, but wasn't that easy for manchester united to actually tend to pull through just uh, that they, 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 they didn't go beyond second gear yeah. it, it wasn't easy it wasn't difficult mm. <laughs> <All right. laughs> one more that actually yes occurs my eyes you knowing that uh, particular game yesterday was that the man jesse lingard has been very uh for a uh, revelation for that uh, manchester united side uh, you know um all the are trying to make yes a rebuilding you know at this point and seeing how we could actually tend to maintain the boys Anthony Marcel actually up you know in this uh, particular attempt and uh, the man Marcus Rashford as well uh, all of them you know at this point been on their phone despite the fact that yes they couldn't make it down to the final of uh, uh, the FA Cup where we saw them lost to Chelsea you know at this point but I think Ole is doing something great uh, in that uh, particular side and for the man Jesse Lingard he was at uh, the man that Holy Cotton fancy uh, yesterday uh just like the dread did say um i, I think uh, jesse lingard has been uh yesterday was a wonderful one uh it, it's good to see uh, him come back uh, for some time now he's not been uh you know showing his strength in you know in the style of play of uh of oligon social and just the way Oli also uh appreciated his effort on the pitch yesterday uh, i think it's good to see him is is no longer one of the young kids you want to say in the english premier league or in manchester united so for some time, some some will even be asking if he's still in the mix of play uh, with those guys. But I, I think once once it's good to see him, and that's the beauty of a club. But when mm-hmm. you have players to that you can bounce back to at some point to you know bring them and then they deliver the goods. That's what makes uh, your club uh, a, a huge one. So for Manchester United yesterday, one would have expected that uh, because it's uh, five nil in the first match. Uh, yesterday would have been a, a run over, but mm-hmm. football it doesn't come that easy. The other side, we also want to you know bring in that A game. And yesterday we saw it, but uh, it, it's good that uh, uh, they, they they got something yesterday. And of course, we already knew that certainly they were through. But what matters is uh, playing in the quarterfinals, and that's the next task now. But I think that uh, Manchester United, take it or leave it, they are they're one of the teams that you need uh, to look out for in this tournament. Yes, they are still the people's favorite in the tournament, securing their place in the quarterfinals. Also in Europe, in the transfer market which will be open for 10 weeks until 11 pf october 5 looking at the latest transfers it is confirmed that jack armor and ethan robson in the english football league moved to Kalisil and blackpool from preston and sutherland in i mean respectively and in the premier league alexis sanchez master of master united who was on loan to inter milan has been unveiled at the san siro stadium in a free transfer 
Manchester City has also landed Nathan Ack from Bournemouth in a £41 million deal which would should see him secure a shirt in the Etihad Stadium until 2025. Looking at the looking at the latest transfers as it relates to you know Sanchez, what, what do you think went wrong for Sanchez at Manchester United? Okay, uh, yes, sir. Alisson Sanchez is a very good player anytime, any day, you would say. When he was in Barcelona, I was a very fantastic uh, player. Actually, getting in the mix yes, of uh, Pep. You know, putting, uh, he, Pep actually was using very, uh, very good before he came down to Asna. And then, yes, he was a very fantastic player. So, you know, he was the player of the time. Uh, yes, uh, before the man at uh, Jose Maria actually uh, went for him. But at some point, uh, coming down to Manchester United, you know, was a very huge one all the f the fans were welcoming uh, the man Alexis sanchez at this point but Alexis sanchez has had it very tough you know in playing all that uh, Jose Maria at this point actually uh he actually played uh he had, he had uh, 45 appearances and uh he scored five goals i also was you no know, for him in that uh particular one at some point he wasn't even you know been in the mix if at times you know even been in the bench so it was so horrible, you know. I, I, I thought I, I'm just thinking what actually went wrong was the fact what you said, uh, you pattern, okay? Yes, and at Alexis Sanchez, you know, at some point, you know, was brought in. And um, if you tend to look at it, uh, Anthony Marcel wasn't having his time again, it was only for the man, yes. So, so, so Alexis so yes, there was a competition, and yes, uh, you pattern wasn't better enough, you know, for you know, for Sanchez, you know, at that point, you know, yes, Mario is a defensive coach. You know at this point so the ball wasn't coming down true you know to this man at some point you know there was no chemistry at the front of manchester united as a problem you have marcus rashford and then you want to have sanchez you know at the front so it, the ball wasn't there for him there was no chemistry from the midfielder so so it was all that was when um the poor that uh, was actually you know rendering some passes you know down uh, to the up front that was when he had issues on the team and every other thing so there was a whole lot of controversy in the team so that was why uh sanchez didn't really have his time and then he has to be sent on the loan okay i'm um, talking about them jesse morio as a defensive coach a lot of people might have something very <laughs> yeah, different yeah uh, he, he, I, I was going to come to that but okay. that should okay. be an argument for another day uh, <laughs> all right uh, but uh talking about alex sanchez if my memory serves me right i think he got injured when he came to man U. yeah yeah that was the time he had an injury in, in, at, the, at the early stage of the i, I think that contributed uh, to he's not doing so well. He, he did well in Udinese, he did well in Barcelona, Arsenal. he came to Arsenal, he he, he did very well. Mm. He got to uh, United, I think that injury affected him. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's tactics per se, and that's why I said I have an issue with saying he's a defensive-minded coach. No, 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 because because tactics, we cannot rule out tactics because uh, this man was uh, blazing in an Arsenal, scored at about 22 goals. You know, he was the record uh, player at that time, the best player in the in Arsenal uh, that year, that season. Before he was, you know, he was swapped with uh, the D between him and the uh, Mediterranean. So, either you would have expected that uh, he delivered the goals in uh, in in Manchester United, but some Manchester United fans were singing Hallelujah, thinking that this guy is just that guy they need. had enough time. He had enough time to have performed. Okay, away you know? from. Scoring four goals in 29 mm -hmm. matches, it's is awful. It's not. It's not very really matches. It was. It was about forty-five matches. Away from Alexis Sanchez, what do you think about Nathan Ake? Do you think he's what he is? What uh, Manchester City really Nathan need? Nathan Ake. Um, yes. 
uh, I saw him. He started from Chelsea when he came from uh, Netherlands. Moved to he went for some loans. Then moved to then Bournemouth. And at Bournemouth, um, they kept shifting him from right. Then he now found his home at the centre back, and that's where he was able to break into the Dutch national team uh, to pair uh, the big man Van Dijk. And if you watch his game, he's been. He's calm, he's collected, he, he can keep he, in tight spaces uh, what Guardiola likes. A defender who can control the ball in tight spaces and not feel under pressure, just puts the ball away. He does that very well. He, 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 can, he has the eye for the pass and he has, he has an eye for goal as well. He put, keeps in his uh, one or two or three odd goals every season. So, he, I think he will do well. Okay, um, talking about um, talking about Pep Guardiola liking um, a player, a defender who keeps the ball. Um, do you mm. think do you think he's going to secure? What role do you see him playing in Manchester City regarding the fact that Nathan Ake has seen many roles in his experience in England, playing as a defensive midfielder. Don't forget that moving on to become to becoming left back and centre back defender. In fact, most of his appearances in the just concluded season was as a centre back, but occasionally, occasionally as a left back defender. Occasionally, yes, as a left back defender, you would say at this point. But I'm so, do you think he's looking? Game, what role do you see him playing for the? Is that the they brought him to be a centre back? Yes, they actually. Uh, what Pep is actually doing now? Uh, Fernandinho is the one. Uh, Fernandinho is the one actually at the centre back of Manchester City at this point. Don't forget, Fernandinho is a defensive midfielder not a center back that man has been struggling you know b- before i uh, actually saw the season coming to an end you now at this point so if um Nathan is coming back you know at this point supporting um america laporte walker and then garcia and f- it will be very good for uh, fernandio to actually tend to pull more strength down to the midfield you know at this point so i'm thinking i'm thinking uh, right now that it should be a very huge support to the back of manchester city city has been suffering you know and, and they I just concluded season when it has to do with defense you know at this point so uh bringing him at this point i think is a very very good and, and considering his age 25 i think he has more to offer to city okay, definitely has something to say. And, and to and to say that uh, um uh, someone like uh, uh pep guardiola uh, has a way of spotting uh you know, starting players uh, in line with uh their starting policy yeah i, I think for it, it's possible that they've been watching out for for this young man you know in course of the season and so um it's coming at the right time some will say very big shoot of fee yes uh when you look at the when, when you look at uh, the the defensive uh, challenge uh, that uh, of course many will attribute city's failure to mm. that defensive challenge ever since uh, their fantastic captain uh, company left that side it's not been easy for them at some point uh, the pairing between uh, otamendi and uh, stone uh, yeah. it wasn't working out well to the extent that uh, they, they were relegated they were dropped you know because of the um after Norwich city defeated them you know in that encounter three to it ended in that match so yeah. the, 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 the the man has lost confidence and so he needed someone who uh he can bring into the midst of labor you ask yourself uh, is it could have been someone like uh uh nathan ake but that's one thing about pep pep has a way of transforming players so i think that uh it might be it might be because uh, this guy is, is more like a utility player if he has if he can play in the defensive uh, defensive frame he can, he can also play you know in the left back it depends on what but then i, I think city needed someone who mark who, as a who, back. who will have gone for who will have opted for city to get <laughs> it depends it depends <laughs> on a lot of defenders okay in case you didn't know in other transfer news mohammed salisu has secured a move to southampton 
at 10.9 million pounds from Real Valladolid, Real Valladolid rather. Angel Gomez of Manchester United is also in the transfer news as he secures a shirt in French League One with Lille Olympic Sporting Club in France in a free transfer. Away from football just for a little while. We'll be right back. Yes, welcome back from that short from that short timeout. You can also be a part of the conversation by calling into the studio with any of the following phone numbers. Um 070-8029-5995-090-7084-9073. And lastly, 07025 if you don't feel like talking on the phone, well, no problems. You can send a text message or a WhatsApp message to 090-8381-3990. That's 090-8381-3990. Now, uh, the COVID-19 has, you know, no doubt affected lots of lives and has also led to the death of many. Sadly, the world of tennis has not been left out in respect to players contracting the virus. Talking about sports personalities who had tested positive in the deadly virus. I mean, with the deadly, deadly virus, rather. Renowned tennis players expressed their concerns about the virus. Rafael Nadal, who has won four US Open and Grand Slams, opted against traveling to New York later this, later this month, where he would have been bidding to equal Roger Federer's men's record for major titles. Rafael Nadal went on to the open uh, went on went on to open up rather on the circumstances that that forced him to take the decision after he took the option to defend in his u.s open title let's take a listen to him my family with my team uh, with the people that i love around me uh forced me to take that decision because uh and my personal feeling uh at the same time you no know, i am the defending champion there but my personal feeling uh my heart says today is not the moment to, to have these long travels uh without uh knowing exactly what can happen or what can't happen uh so my decision is to stay here stay at home in Mallorca that situation looks good uh, looks under control here and wait for uh, future opportunities Grigor Dimitrov has also revealed uncertainty in playing at this year's US Open after having already contracted the COVID-19 virus during the Adria tour he talked about how he managed his health his health issues after contracting the virus the COVID-19 virus let's take a listen to him you're, you're, you're not safe anywhere you are right now and I think that's one of the most important things that people I'll say overall they need to they need to understand they need to respect that uh, that this thing is real 
you know the virus and, and how everything is handled and uh we just we just don't know you know i think that's that's the, that's the toughest part i would say for anyone not only for for the athletes uh, itself you just don't know what to expect and i think the uncertainty is always where it gets you the most but you know have, have i've been home for as i said for a while so i kind of i kind of knew how to deal with things like that even though i have not uh experienced ever anything like it in the sense like i was i was very active all my life and, and all of a sudden i completely i was uh had to be shut down um, just physically, so for me, it's like you taking my wings away. I mean, sadly, we've seen this um, coronavirus, um, you know, deal with some of our, you know, some of the people we know we, we look up to when it comes to sports and you know all that. So, what, what do you think? What, what do you think is up for you know Rafael Nadal? It's a shame. Um, tennis is being hit this hard, and the US Open, US have happened to be one of the epicenters in the world when it comes to this, this COVID nineteen, and uh, I knew. Rafael, we, we we spoke about this some two two or three days back, and um, I knew he had an eye for the for the Madrid Open. That's why he was pulling out for from the U.S. Open. He was ready to sacrifice the Grand Slam, he, where he was defending champion to play in his um, his home tournament, Madrid Open. But unfortunately for him, that Madrid Open itself has been cancelled and put aside. Um, Dimitrov of himself, he, he said it himself that he's been active all all his life, and all of a sudden he was shut down uh, for two weeks. Yeah, not to do anything, not to go anywhere. It's, it's a strange thing for somebody who's been very active. So he, he himself will be wary of because of recontracting uh, the virus again. So a lot of people have pulled out of the opens. But like we said yesterday, we just want to see sports back. We sports are, happens to be our life. So we just want to see sporting activity have some sense of normalcy. I think everything just boils down to fear. You know, the players are all afraid. You know, of this. Uh, points you know uh, the likes of yes um Ashley Barty's role uh Rafael Nadal Novak Djokovic and Nicky Rose's role you know those players you know at, at the point when they hear you know how the uh, coronavirus you know will react in your body and how you tend to suffer you know when you contract this particular virus they are afraid don't forget they have families as well you know that probably if they they don't know they have this virus they can come and then share this so I think even at the u.s is is the, uh, the rate at which coronavirus is rising is, is high at some point so i think it's then time for them to look up to see how you know to cope this issue and that uh, for them to actually retract themselves from this tournament i'm not seeing anything but that's by the fact that yes it's going to actually boils down to uh, okay we have a call uh, it's going to boil down to the fact that yes um some of them are going to lose you know some a uh, level of income you know at this time but life is very important okay if it should be postponed us open should be postponed and every other thing that's good i will good to go with that okay i think we have a caller oh we missed that one if you're trying to call the numbers to call at zero seven zero eight zero two nine five nine nine five zero nine zero seven eight four nine zero seven three and lastly zero zero seven zero two five zero zero two zero zero seven
Hi, my name is Ida Peterside, former Super Eagles goalkeeper, sports analyst. Keep listening to Wish 99.5 FM. Hello, I am Okoto Anthony, striker with US Monastery in Tunisia and former MPFL highest goal scorer. You are listening to Big Man and King's Men on Wish FM 99.5 Port Harcourt. I recommend this show. Going into one of our major highlights for today, we are looking at Nigerian-born players who never played for Nigeria, the Nigerian national team, the Super Eagles. It is quite a number of names in a long list, which is actually one, no one, which is actually in no particular order, rather. But we shall be focusing on, we shall be focusing on just a few, but won't be limited to them. Emmanuel Adebayo makes the first one, whose name is Sheyi. Emmanuel Adebayo was born into Nigeria, in Nigerian parents, in Togo in 1984. Emmanuel, aged 36, plays for the na- national team of Togo and spends most of his club career in Europe. His career were in England as at Arsenal, Manchester City, where he moved to Real Madrid on loan after which he came back to England played for Tottenham Hotspur before moving to Crystal Palace next is David Olatokumbo Alaba popularly known as David Alaba is also born into a Nigerian pa- Nigerian parents rather he is aged 28 currently plays for Bayern Munchen as a left back defender and has been active in the national team of australia since 2009 making his way through the under 17 under 19 under 21 to the first team in 2009 he has since made seven it's 72 appearances with 14 goals to his name yes and i also have not well not many would think that ross Barkley is also going to be in the list but yes you guessed right the england attacking midfielder England attacking midfielder has a roots in Nigeria. Yes, um, we have a call. We have a call. We have a call. Hello, welcome to the show. Okay, please, you're calling at the wrong time. This is a sports show beyond the game on which 99.5. Please call back. Okay, so Ross Barkley. Yes, you guessed right. The English attacking midfielder has Nigerian roots, born to a Nigerian father, Peter Efanga, and a British mother, Diane Brackley. Currently playing for the Blues of England, Chelsea Football Club, with 50 appearances, 4 goals, and a national football career in England since 2013. To date, he has made a total appearance of 33 and has scored 6 goals. We also have the likes of Tammy Abraham, Fikayo, Fik- and Fikayo Tomori, rather, both in Chelsea, Bukayo Saka in Arsenal. I could go on and on and on and on with the list, but time is not a friend. Guys, what do you think? But before that, let's see if we can take this call. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello, can you hear me? Welcome to Beyond the Game. Yes, good afternoon. I can hear you. I'm calling into um, 
Okay. You, you didn't you didn't tell us your name and where you're com- calling from. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Joshua. I'm calling in from Potakos, Rumudara to the Pisai. Okay, welcome, Joshua. What do you have to say? Thank you very much. I uh, I'm really happy you brought up something like this. I'm going to very fast because of time. I'm, I'm talking about Sammy Abraham and uh, Bukayo Sasa uh, who plays for Arsenal. You know, these players, they don't want to come to Nigeria to play because of our own way of being. Let's talk about the health of the players. You heard Let's players, talk about what? Um, the health care of the players. Okay. Like, you know, when players have an injury and uh, we've heard so many times that uh, the NSF don't attend to them. You know, and most of them, they don't have a chance to play for the, the Nigeria first team or even our under-17 from when they are young. So it's more like they've been already made abroad and uh, now Nigeria wanted to play for them. Talking about better lifestyle and opportunity. They have better lifestyle and opportunity there. Then the very important one, which I think is a major concern, is bribery and corruption. I'm sorry to say this because she is who came out to talk about how he was asked to pay right to make the elite of the 2014 FIFA World Cup. I don't know if you heard of that. So which player born to the Nigerian family that has an opportunity to play for other countries will be happy to come play for Nigeria when things like this are happening. I'm very sad. I'm very sad. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, Joshua. Joshua, what do you, what do you think? No, that's correct, Joshua. So that it, it, uh, it doesn't go and he feels that uh, what he has said on air uh, is correct. Is uh, those allegations we are we are debunked because there was no truth, you know. Uh, so during this, uh, this period of COVID nineteen, some of the players interviewed you know, keep saying, but there was there wasn't any truth. You know, so I think uh, why we give this let's let's verify and let's know the source because so, uh, so you're that, saying that's it just factual. Yeah, it doesn't factual. That's just what it was uh you know media media hype and nothing more. Hello caller, welcome to Beyond the Game Show. Your name and your location. Okay, okay. So um you, you have you have contrary thoughts on, on why these Nigerian players don't 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 play for the Super Eagles. The reason why uh, these players at times do not want to play for the Super Eagles of Nigeria, uh, I would like to go this angle. At times it usually used to be as a result of pride and as well uh, for the money. Okay, we have a call. Hello? Yes, we do have a call. Hello, your name and your location. Go straight to the point, please. Alright, my name is Chidera. I'm calling from Port Harcourt. Okay, Chidera, welcome to the show. Your, your, your thoughts, please. Alright, uh, firstly, I want to say shout out to the legend in the house there. Um, the legend, PSI. I'm so happy to hear his voice. Now, wait, let me just stop my comment and then I'll let you hear. As regards to players of Nigerian and Um, 
manage these players and make sure that the potentials we have here don't we don't lose them so that people because it's hard it's hard and up to now Nigeria doesn't have a good uh, national team that can represent us such as other countries so okay. this is just my comment and I wish hello yeah yeah I can hear you yeah so I, I wish I will be a best Okay, okay, Chidera, thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling in. Fortunately, time is not a friend. Temple, um, you, you heard him. What do you think the the NFF has a role to play in this? In 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 this? They do, they do, um, they do. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some of these players uh, already decide that okay, this is where they want to play. Okay, uh, within them, like uh, the likes of uh, Tammy Abraham, you know, they already you know decide. You can only. Um, talk to them. You can only encourage them to apply for their for for their you know for their own country. But so to them, they know where they want to play their allegiance, and you cannot take it away from them. Like the likes of uh, Royce Barkley, at some point, even before he started playing for the under the eight grades. So I'm sorry, we have a caller. Hello, your name and your location. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to Beyond the Game. Your name and your location, and please try to be brief. My, my name is John Murray. Okay. I'm calling in from Chakot, Elius. Okay. Yeah, I'm calling to make a contribution on why Nigerian players don't Nigerian born players don't play for Nigeria. Okay, we can so hear I you. I had him said, um, after the first call or something like that, and he said pride. You know, when you look at it, when you look at the way Nigerian players have been treated abroad and in Nigeria, let's be frank with ourselves right now. Okay. Because of the system. Now let's even talk about the money. It is more there from my own investigations. And when these people come there, most of them don't even make um don't even make the elite or they don't even make the first level. They keep them in the bench and sometimes, you know, they go for competitions and they don't play, you know, they are hiding them behind shadows of um, the senior players. So this is just a little contribution I have. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, John Morris. Um no, you, you yeah. okay, yes, I'm Temple. You were saying something before I, I caught you over the call. I'm sorry, just like uh, I was saying, I say you cannot force a player uh, to pledge his allegiance. The NFF can only persuade them, they can you can only encourage them to play for the country uh, of the parents. And uh, sometimes, too, don't forget, like uh, like likes of Ferris Barkley, the mother is a British, British woman, yes. so you, you understand that uh, mother have strong influence on children so i feel that uh, for them it's, it's just dicey Wobi was 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 able to be convinced you know he was uh they convinced him and he started to pledge his allegiance and some will be asking where is he now if he had played for yes the likes of agula hall and the thing is england they have uh, uh, a lot of stars so that's how we keep encouraging them come and play for nigeria so that uh, you have time to play but the truth is you cannot force them to pledge allegiance it's something that comes from them naturally and it can be influenced okay, okay. Um, does, does any of the name here i mean the previous names i mentioned and then maybe some other players you know do, does anyone here surprise you not really not really um i just wanted to add something to why it's like this i think it's our structure um everything from top to bottom is is, is quite wrong and you find that most of these players who who actually who actually leave that place and come to play are not in the a list Play the the elitist or the A-list players who are called the a in the A-list. Like when someone like mean A-list, they end up not making the matches. No, players who are in top clubs, okay, usually tend to turn us down. 
you, 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 the ones that are in Division 2 or in Division 3 want to play because sometimes the national team helps you boost your career. Now, there's another thing. After you play for the national team, what next? Or if you get injured, what next? It happens that in England, if you play for the English, even if you play just once or twice, you are, you are, it's pensionable. I mean, you, you finish playing football, the government still pays you. Fashion still gets money for just his two appearances. He still gets money year in, year out. Up to now. Uh, but what examples do we have? Even the ones that sacrificed themselves, Samuel Paraji was paying his own uh, 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 flight tickets to come to Honor National. What happened to him? He died on the pitch. Nothing. His mother died sometime last year. Nothing. So, some players look at this example and they feel... There's more in, in, in England. It's not just England. They feel... Olisa Debbie was a full-blooded... Full, I mean, he was Nigerian. He played in our local league before he, went, he decided to play for Poland. Mm, yeah. I, th I think there's a whole lot of things, you know, causing the, uh, making these players not to uh, comply. Uh, not to comply you know, in the national team. Talking about the survivors of uh, Nigeria. Just like uh, what Nero is saying. I talked about the health-wise, you know, are we really taking care of these players? And at times, most of these players actually they're looking for what uh, the country will offer to them. Yes, really. What would this? Oh, my nation! What would the country Nigeria offer to me if I come to play? If I come to get out, you know, tend to sweat. Yeah, what's it needs for me? Yes, the, what's what, what will be on the table? You know, at this point, you know, what, no way they come. You know, maybe they sustain injury, and then it's be difficult for them to be treated. As well at some point, sal salaries as well. The other time, um. William Shusekun was actually uh, talking to the NFF uh, board about uh, a player salary at this point. So these are all the issues that actually at some point, you know, make these players not to turn up, you know, for uh, the national team. The other time we saw Majimbe Vampini going down to England, uh, talking to um, uh, Iberese, Bukayu, Sakaino, and uh, the rest of them. No, it's still difficult for them to make those decisions because of all these issues we're seeing, you know, down here. So I think if we tend to improve, you know, the way we tend to maintain these players, you know, taking care of them, you know, put, making sure everything is at stake, I think you know the team the super Eagles of nigeria will be what um every player will be the kind of team that every player wants to play for you know down there and abroad okay thank you very much kingsley yes you you hear you heard the guys in the studio you can also be a part of the show by calling in with one of these numbers zero seven zero eight zero two nine five nine nine five zero nine zero seven zero eight four nine zero seven three and lastly zero seven zero two five zero zero two zero zero seven or you can just do a text message to zero nine zero eight three eight one three nine nine eight Meanwhile, former Super Eagles player Mutsu Adekpoju, who had most of his career in Spain, has given his thoughts on why some Nigerian-born players do not play for the Super Eagles. Mutsu had a total of 175 games, scoring 22 goals over the course of seven seasons, representing mainly Racing de Satanda and Real Sociedad, making his international debut against Togo in August 1990. But had his breakthrough during the 1992 African Cup of Nations and helped our Nigerian squad win the next continental edition. Talking about the 1994 African Cup of Nations hosted by Tunisia, Adepoju was also 
part of the clubs for the super i mean for the fifa world cup in france 98 where he scored in a 3-2 win against spain let's take a listen to what he thinks about why nigerian players end up not playing for the super eagles ah uh, well uh, it's difficult to say because i am not in them and uh, i don't know i mean what i mean they have in their head or what i mean they know about nigeria but i mean in my own uh, opinion i think i mean it's a matter of choice i mean maybe they, they have a more uh, I mean, more more opportunity and uh, more uh, benefits or more uh, choosing uh, other countries. I mean, they, are, they they have more exposure or more opportunities. I don't, I don't know, but probably uh, they must I mean, have reasons, and then probably those can be the, the reason. One I mean, one of the reasons why they they have not I mean, chosen in Nigeria. When asked if there are factors here in Nigeria that could have made these players not to have chosen to play for the Super Eagles, as regards choosing the national team, he had this to say. Well, there are a lot of things I mean that we have not I mean, done that we have not put in place. I mean, looking at them, I mean, the, the, I mean, we just have to be uh, uh, factual, and I mean, uh, I mean. Uh, uh, we have to be truthful to ourselves. There are a lot of things I mean that we are lacking in Nigeria. Uh, I, mean, I have to tell you, I mean, as a matter of fact, and uh, comparing compared to what uh, is obtainable in, uh, in Europe and uh, in other places, I mean, we, we are still lacking in a lot of things. And I mean, footballers uh, are still, uh, for example, I mean, look at I mean the matter of uh, pension, matter of. Uh, insurance and then a matter of I mean all this so there are a lot of things our structure is not right it's not um, good enough yes yes he also went on to say during his days players in the super eagles as players in the super eagles rather they did they did it for the passion and not just for the benefits as opposed to what you see or may likely see these days making reference to the Na national association of nigerian professional footballers one more time from adeko jumutiu well i mean like i said during our time we overlooked so many things even though there are i mean there are no structures and when we got to europe and all that i mean we know what i mean sustainable what was obtainable over there so we took i mean i mean playing for nigeria like i mean passion and i mean uh, without i mean looking for any benefit from it but i think football nowadays is i mean beyond i mean that and there are a lot of things that i mean have to be put in place for example pension like i mentioned earlier footballers i mean when they stop playing football there's nothing i mean to, to, to fall back if you don't invest or you don't do any any other thing i mean yourself then in terms of I mean, insurance and all that, which is I mean what I mean NAM and I mean National Association of Nigerian Professional Footballers, which I mean we are trying to introduce and I mean, trying to make sure that all these things are in place for all the future I mean players. Now beyond that, I think all these things I mean probably might be making some players not to want to choose Nigeria to be more so when they have opportunity of I mean, playing uh for another country in which I mean, they are going to get I mean, all the benefits and everything and I mean, they are going to be sure of I mean, what they are going to get. You understand? So I believe that might be among the reasons why most players are choosing other countries I mean, other than Nigeria. But to look at it, if you want to play for India, you must have any passion and all that.
well if you if you talk of catering if you talk of steak it's like they are taking care of the union uh the union let me make it clearly the union is on its own we are only affiliated to nff working with nff hand in hand that is by trying to see that uh, all the players interests is in catapult and also to follow about uh contracts of players just you know all these things and we are having a very good understanding with that because uh, most of the time when we have our own issues we do communicate with lmc because lmc are the ones who are taking care of the league and uh, we talk with lmc if there are players who are sad or players who are owed their salary we go direct with lmc while lmc are working with nl so we are all together working on these issues now godwin um tijani babangida who's the president of you know the, the 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 association that should cater for professional footballers he thinks that um they, he's he's working hard j- just like you heard but then um do, don't you think it goes beyond the benefit this these players need, like i mean look out to get don't you think it goes beyond it like why what really do you think you know make these players not to play for the, the, the super eagles uh, i think what you're trying to ask me if they, they should play for pride or passion or for the yeah. nation um ideally yes you should play for your nation i mean to wear your national colors should be a team of pride uh, and it should be a team of pride not just ideally it should be a team of pride um we hear players from other countries from brazil say they will die for the shirts from england this but there are other things that involve most remember that football is a short career i mean a professional footballer it you get 10 15 years at most so and it's their career and so some of these players they don't have anything to fall back on so they want to get maximize whatever they can get from it mm. now if you play for your national team and you get injured and you are not taken care of you are asked to go treat yourself you feel very bad okay yeah. you play for your national team and you retire and you fall uh into um hard times nothing comes to you you feel bad if you see other players who these things happen you will not want to play for the nation uh, you know you not want to play for the nation uh, at all no at, at this point i think um um just like uh jenny actually said something uh, great is actually coming up you know let's let, let just expect you know that something great will come up you know um really help us. i listened to jenny and he I'm, said they're not, working, they're not working with the ff they're actually just he still has something to say about um you know the benefits of you know like why these people should play with um the 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 um, i mean why, why they should be members of the national association of professional footballers in nigeria well um you see the union mean for each and every football player playing both home and abroad uh, of course it all started from the uh, all players have to start from nigeria so it all started here and even when they go abroad we are also following because if they are members and we are already communicating with them it automatically whatever happened there we can be able to talk to clubs we can be able to write to clubs but the problem is most of the players are ignorant about the union if they have more knowledge about the union the union can help them even in europe in their own club we are trying to show them how the union can be able okay yes um, we have uh, a question from uh, our text message line yes, um from other uh, test message we, uh, from uh chile right uh protacut i said that uh, please i want to ask if uh, manchester united have made any a new signing manchester united have not made yet they've not made any no, uh, made new any signing, signing. Uh, um we had uh, rumors that they're going for the manager in sancho but uh, uh that deal has not really tend to materialize when it comes up we'll let you know okay and with that it's a wrap on today's edition of 
beyond the game do join us again tomorrow at 4 p.m for the super fans edition where you have a chance to win a goodie bag for yourself but before that it's sports talk at 7 a.m in the morning i did the show with Epo temple kingsley manuel and eloho godwin who calls himself the principal i come your way until i come away again next time stay safe i am drill and i'll be leaving you with the music of tunes and i and she calls this one dance monkey enjoy yourself do have enjoy the rest of the day bye bye